Your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter at, by using hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, you can find us by hashtag Watchman. And join us on USA.life or MeWe with hashtag Warren Radio. And just to let you know, Warren Radio is also on two new social sites, Parlor and Clout Club. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also listen to the shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And I want to admonish you to take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman. This week we feature Rebellion or Mercy, The Path Well Worn. There is a path well worn, and it has been traveled since the first beginnings of man on the earth. Also, manifest deliverance, present evil world. There is a manifest deliverance from this present evil world. There is a path, a way, a light, and a plain path for all to find this deliverance. And now I invite the watchman... You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. everybody and welcome to uh, Friday. We are glad to be at Friday. Another week under our belt in 2020. By the way, did you see the meme or the thing on 2020 the movie? 
It has all kinds of movie stars in it, and they're all playing different parts. They're playing Hillary Clinton. They're playing uh, Trump. You know, all the people that you've come to know or love or hate in 2020 is in this mem. It's, it's really funny. Pelosi is in it. And all these actors and actresses are describing the traits. Rather interesting. But it isn't really clear whether it's a, a mem or it's going to be an actual movie. I think it's a mem. But the jury is out on that. Nevertheless, today we are here. Mystery of his will today. Secrets of God and Men, Part 6. You know, people want to know the secrets of God. One of these days you will know all the mysteries if you're redeemed. In order to be in that kingdom, you have to be perfect. In order to be perfect, you must be redeemed through the blood of the Lamb, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. And the best way to describe how that experience is in 1 John 1 where he says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It is that point there, then, that as we have received him, his words, his teaching, and believe upon the fact that we are justified by faith, not by keeping the law, although we do follow his commandments. He says in John 15, if you love me, You'll keep my commandments. So receive him as, as in John 1. He went to his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It's clearly described throughout John. Being born again of the Spirit, John chapter 3, then read John 10 through 18. Read uh, all of First John. And read Romans 3 through 7, chapters 3 through 7. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that Paul really does have an eloquence with words when we get into Ephesians. And you know, you need this word. You live in America or around the world. And, you know, there are people, followers of Christ, that for generation upon generation have suffered indignation, tribulation, trouble, and also face death, jail, because they're Christians. There is not one Muslim nation that I know of where Christians have not been oppressed in some way persecuted and many of them they wind up in jail or murdered and many times the perpetrators get away with it and so there is that point here that we need to understand that as Americans freedom doesn't come free in China when we look at China They can knock on your door in the middle of the night just like they can in Iran. 
If you have friends over to the house, they can invade you and think you're having church. You're not free to pray, not free to sing praises, not pray to do, uh, not free to do anything practically in China, unless you are an avowed communist and do what they say. You get in America and you have been free. Yet we've got a whole plethora of young lawless uh, ding dongs on the streets of the liberal cities, mainly liberal, where the liberal politicians are letting them get away with it. Like having a bunch of spoiled children that won't listen, that tear down everything because you won't listen. People that are kids that are wet behind the ears have no clue as to what real communism, real Nazism, real oppression of any kind is like because they've been spoon-fed this Marxist theology and rebellion and they believe it so if you love America you better get up off your fat butt or skinny butt or lazy butt and stand up for America and its constitution and the Bill of Rights or you won't have it because there's people here that will take it from you and among them are Marxists Islamists and we've been reporting on the way Islamists are for over two decades. There's a lot of evidence out there. Believe me, you ain't going to like it. And there's only one way to the Lord God, and it's through Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1, 9 through 14, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, he made known unto us today through the apostles. And the apostles, of course, it was made known unto them through Yahshua who came, Jesus. And Yahshua, Jesus, fulfilled the, all the law and the prophets when he came. He said, I came not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. The prophets spoke of him. We're in Isaiah on Wednesday nights, part 55, we did this week. I think that's what it is. And it is a in-depth study of Isaiah. And this isn't for everybody. But see, you see, I'm here to teach the word. You want to know the word, then listen. Now, I'm not going to tell you everything. It'd be nice if I knew everything. But then again, it wouldn't be nice. One day I will be prepared to know everything, as will others. But the thing of it is, is people like more of a sugar plum gospel and a fairy tale Jesus to soothe them all the time. But it's time for you to know that the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself, this very secret that God had given unto the Son of God to reveal to the Jews first, then to the Gentiles, the Lord chose twelve Jewish disciples to be his apostles, one of them had a devil and betrayed him but it worked out for the will of God and then Paul the apostle one born out of due time 
who persecuted the church out of ignorance came to know the Lord himself. Father, bless this word today. Bless those that hear it. Draw them to yourself. In Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and streaming of this word. In Jesus' name, amen. According to his good pleasure, it was his good pleasure to want to give us his love. For God so loved. This is also referred to in Second Thessalonians 2, where people will reject the love of the truth. That is the love of the truth, the love of the Father and the love of the Son, which propelled them to redeem man because they knew what would happen. And it also says in the last days, society will reject that love of the truth and there will be a delusion that will come and society will accept it. And that acceptance will be of the dark one who is prophesied to come. And this applies to America. America, when you reject the truth, and you've had the truth ever since its founding because of Christianity being here. We've had massive Christian revivals. We've had more Bibles, more churches, more preachers, more evangelists, more missionaries than any other nation on earth. We have heard the truth over and over. We have heard the name of Jesus over and over. We have every kind of church you could think of. We have every kind of lust in those churches. We have devils in those churches, witches in those churches, but there's also born-again Christians in those churches. One day, one day, his church within is going to be pulled out and will be with him. And that church will be perfect. There will be no sin, no evil, no wickedness. And it was his good pleasure that purposed that he would remove the sin from men through the death of his only begotten son that he would make a way for them to become assigned as the son of gods with the power thereof verse 10 that in the dispensation of the fullness of times now see we came to a point when the fullness of times revealed the Son of God, but it's not the fullness of everything when he would gather everyone, and one day they will be gathered together in one, everything in Christ, because he is Lord of lords and King of kings, the Almighty. He is above every principality and power anywhere at any time. From this planet to the furthest planet, in all of heaven and earth, he has been given charge. That he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Gathering together them all, including those in the Old Testament. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, 
being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Works all things after the counsel of his own will. That's why in Psalm 2 it says, kiss the son lest he be angry. I bring this up a lot because it's good advice. Kiss the son. In other words, repent, come to him, and seek his face. Because he's coming to put down those who hate him. Those who obey not the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, the gospel of Jesus Christ is to be obeyed. It's there. And he's going to gather all things. He is going to gather everyone. He is going to judge everything and everyone. But see, you and I through him, if we're walking in the light as he is in the light, that's where we need to be. On us, the second death will have no power. I talked about this in yesterday's program a little bit as we were doing Isaiah. In whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestina predestinated according to the purpose of him, who works all things after the counsel of his own will. He works all things. That's his purpose. The purpose is to work all things after the counsel of his own will. What he has determined is the best and perfect and holy, that which fits into his righteousness and into his law. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated. He's purposed, he's predestinated. He has decided this is what you're going to become. No longer the sin vessel, but you will become the sons or daughters of God. And of course, when we do become in this next kingdom, we won't be like we are now. Now, see, there's many who believe that they're going to be married in the next kingdom. There's a lot of different thoughts on, by a lot of different people. We stick to the word of God. That's what we do. Now, the purpose, Paul says, is that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ trusted now you know when he was showing himself to the apostles after his resurrection of course there was old doubting Thomas who wasn't there when he initially appeared and he said I will not believe unless I put my finger into his side and see the scars on his hand, etc., etc. Well, that came to pass. And he, when the Lord appeared, he told the apostles, he says, see, touch me. I am not a spirit, but I have bones and flesh. I am like you are, but he's redeemed. He has 
got this new body where he can come in, appear, talk, disappear, go through walls <laughs> on the road to Emmaus. You know, they didn't even know who he was. But he walked with them. He explained the scriptures to them. Their hearts burned. They realized who he was, and he disappeared just like that. Now, that's the new body. In that new kingdom, you're here on earth underneath your own tree. That's what it says in I, in, in, I, I was thinking it's Isaiah. Every man shall sit under his own tree. Because that's a symbol of prosperity when you have your own tree and your own vineyard and all that other stuff. And you can relax and sit under it and enjoy a little bit of the shade. We'll see in this new kingdom. We're not just going to be sitting on a cloud with a harp. We're not just going to be sitting under a tree the rest of your life. There's going to be a lot of things to do in this new kingdom of God, a lot of things to explore. And that is particularly important to understand that although we think we know what everything is, we don't know everything. But there's one thing that the apostles were to do, and that is to take forth this message which the Lord had given them, that we could trust in Christ, and we are going to obtain an inheritance because of it, and we have been predestinated by the Father who gave all this to the Son to fulfill. That there's a power, a regeneration, remade new, given the power to live above the lusts of the flesh. So if you think today, in this mess that we have going on in America and around the world, that there's no hope that you can't make it, I got news for you. We are of them that believe to the redemption of the soul. We are of those who believe this God walks on this earth. We're of those who believe that he rules and reigns in the hearts of men and in the nations of men and in the universe and everything that is there he controls every demon in hell is subject to him and every one of those demons know their time is limited but see we also know that we can resist the devil and he will flee from us we know we can rebuke the thoughts that we don't like we can rebuke the spirit behind that thought we can bind that spirit we can bring down principalities and powers through prayer and fasting we can pray for people to be healed and they can be healed there is a power in the name of Yeshua Jesus Christ and we have witnessed that from all the testimonies coming first-hand testimonies that are coming from the field. We have witnessed that in our own life and seen what God has done in our lives and those who we know. That we should be to the praise of his glory. We are not victims as Christians, but many times Christians end up victims of those who oppress them because they get them in such a point they can't escape. It's to these that God gives special dispensation of grace, those who are oppressed all the time. You look at North Korea. In spite of the oppression, in spite one of the worst persecuted countries, they have a church there. They have Christians there. There's been ministry going on to them. They're, they have gotten Bibles. There's a lot of things. And it's amazing. You know... 
one, there's a story, true story, from a guy who, and uh, he had gotten a Bible, but see if they find it in his house, he'd get in trouble, and so would his family. The whole family would wind up either dead or in their camps forever. And so he took pages of the Bible and used them as wallpaper in his outhouse all over the place. Now, when the North Korean Observance Committee, China has one too, so does Iran. These are local officials that are there to observe all the peons that are over and make sure they're toeing the line. The communist line, the North Korean line, the Marxist line. Now see, this is, you know, if, if you're paying attention to who's burning down your cities, uh, they have been trained by Marxists. You ain't going to like Marxist doctrine. At any rate, See, when the officials saw it, they laughed. Because this guy had toilet papered his outhouse with the word of God. They thought that was fitting. That's what happened. He didn't get in trouble. But he went to the outhouse a lot. Maybe it was something he ate. Because he was always going out to the outhouse. And he would read. You know, he didn't have Sports Illustrated. He wasn't interested in that. He didn't have Argosy. He didn't have the Post. He had the Word of God. He didn't have all of it, but what he had, he could keep. And that bodes the question, how many promises do you need from God? Do you need them all? Or can you just have one? All you need is one. All you need is faith. All you need is your belief and faith. But see, God will give you more than one verse. He'll fill your heart with peace. See, because he has predestined those who are his. You got that? Predestined you. There's a path that he's called you to walk on. There is this thing which he has determined that you were going to be his child. Now that's really a mystery. The mystery of his will when the apostles came. The mystery of his will today. The mystery of his will tomorrow and the mystery of his will during the darkest times of the tribulation is that God redeemed men and women. And all who would call upon him. And he would bring them unto himself. He would clean them up. He would empower them. He would deliver them. And even if they were killed by their enemies, they would be with him in heaven and they would not lose their soul. And God would give them a new body. All because that we should be to the praise of his glory. Praise of the Father who first trusted in his Son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. 
Now, Paul says in verse 13, in whom you also trusted, speaking to the Ephesians, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. That's why it's so important to preach the gospel. The gospel is the salt that seasons the world, that enables it, that prevents it from being totally destroyed. That's why in America, the devil has been so purposed in getting the churches and those who go to those churches to tire of the gospel. But one of the biggest problems we have today are people that don't know the Lord, don't believe in him. Oh, yeah, they've heard of him. They don't believe it. They're Marxists. There's others. I have talked with kids that serve Satan and love Jesus Christ, too. I said, you can't do that. You've got to choose one or the other. See, these kids are mixed up. There was other kids that we led to the Lord many, many years ago when we were doing our street ministry. And they would tell us, you know, if you hadn't come along, we would have believed anything. We wouldn't have known the truth. You see, the thing of it is, is that that is still true today. And it's up to us. It's up to the pastors. And pastors, you need to be preaching the word of God. You need to be getting the gospel out there. You need to make sure you're doing the gospel. Now, you know very well that you're not going to preach the gospel every service, but you're going to preach it. You need to preach it. And there is always the teaching of the Word of God. So the Ephesians, in whom you also trusted, he says, after that you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Remember, it came on Pentecost. The Holy Ghost is still an experience today, a fullness which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of his glory. Those are, that is just beautiful writing. <laughs> I love the flow of that. That is poetic, which is the earnest of our inheritance. That is a good phrase, man. Until the redemption of the purchased possession. <laughs> the earnest, which is the earnest. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise is your earnest it's your seal it's you were sealed with that holy spirit of promise after you have believed and it reveals a little bit of heaven your comforter the one who guides you and leads you warns you corrects you he's the earnest of your inheritance he reveals to you his spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. It reveals heaven to you, Christ to you. This inheritance, this earnest. Until the point where the redemption of the purchased possession. What is the redemption of the purchased possession? That, my friends, are all those who have trusted in Christ. They have been purchased by the blood of that Christ shed on that cross. The blood of the covenant. You were purchased when you believed. It required faith. 
All of that comes out of that little word called faith. And then once you hook up to the Son of God by walking in his light as he is in the light, and you stay in there and you seek his face and you look to him, yeah, tribulation is going to come. Problems are going to come. There's a lot of Christians in America. A lot of them are facing a lot of different issues. But every one of them has to develop their faith. Every one of them has to learn how to deal with this. Every one of them has to look to the Lord. Every one of them has to get the word of God on the inside because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to give the word of God out because that is the seed. That is the salt of the world. We need to be the lights because we are that light of his. Because in this world of darkness and untruth and hatred, Someone has to be the light. Corey Tinboom once said, You mean to tell me, speaking of the rapture, that when the world needs the witness of Christ the most, that the church is going to be taken out? That's what many people believe, especially in America. At the time when America is in its worst you believe you're going to be taken out. I got news for you. You're not. You're going to be here. Now, he is going to come again for us. But there's going to be the gospel going forth. Now, see, it says this. And this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness. Then the end shall come. That end, folks, is not going to come tomorrow. Because it hasn't gone out to all places of the earth. There's still people groups that haven't heard. Now, yes, we have satellites. Yes, we have radio transmissions. We have the Internet. I have given the gospel over shortwave. I've given the gospel over satellite. And I give the gospel now over the internet but see one day one of those native pastors it's not going to be a missionary folks it's going to be a native pastor in another country who seeks out every little village now a missionary might be with him because that missionary wouldn't know where this little village is, but the native pastors do. God bless these native pastors that follow Christ. You may not understand a word they say because of the language, but you can look at these people, you can, you can say Yahshua, you can talk to them, you can praise God, because the love of God through Christ and his gospel is universal. But see, somewhere, sometime, that last one will hear that word. And this thing's going to be over. The end will not come till that happens. Now, the end is described when we look at the coming of the beast in Revelation 13 gives us three and a half years from his time to the end. That's the time he's going to rule and reign. Christ is going to put an end to him. So we know when we see him set up, 
when when he does his thing, you'll know it. You count down three and a half years from then, and he'll be done. But that's going to be some of the most hellacious three and a half years you've ever seen on the earth. All of this because one day we're going to have a kingdom with the Lord. And these are birth pangs. One last push before the birth of the kingdom of God on this earth. In Ephesians 3, a section 2 through 12. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which has given me to you word. The dispensation, that moment, that time mark, that prophetic event. When the grace of God would be revealed because he was sending his son to die for all men. It would bring in the new covenant through his death on the cross. How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words. Paul didn't know this. He didn't know it. He, he consented unto the death of Stephen. Paul was one of those that knew the high priest. He knew the Sanhedrin. He was taught under the feet of Gamaliel, one of the greatest scholars. Paul was very, very smart, very, very learned. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisee. He was a Jew of the Jew. <laughs> he knew it, but he didn't know Christ when he came. Christ had to appear to him. And even today, Christ is appearing to people around the world. And he appears in person, he appears in dreams, he appears in visions to these people. And we've reported on a lot of them firsthand coming in. And they're coming in from many sources. So if you think that Christianity is dead, that America is dead, you need to take another look. Because God specializes in raising things from the dead. Christ can raise the dead church up in America. Christ can make alive a dead church in America. Christ can revive a dead pastor in America. Christ, and I'm speaking spiritually dead here, or cold. He can also raise them from the dead physically. Now you see, Ananias and Sapphira lied. But Christ raised Lazarus from the dead. He had been in the ground for four days. By that time, his body was stinking. And his flesh was, was uh, deteriorating, especially in the heat. And that's what Christ was told. He said, nevertheless, unroll the stone. Now, see, we would have given up. But see, that power of God not only brought the soul into that body, but that body was instantly made alive and healed. And death left that body. 
life came back in and rejuvenated the flesh and the bones and all of the internal organs all at the same time, revived the blood, made it flow blood red and full of oxygen. You see, this is how the Son of God is life. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. That is who we trust in. And Paul says, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Verse 3 says, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. The next verse you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. The mystery, which is the mystery of Christ, was made known unto him by revelation. But he says this, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets. That's what made this a dispensation. That's what separated this grace of God, this Christ, this mystery of Christ, and the knowledge and what he was to do. It was revealed at this time. Other people didn't, other ages, it was not made known at this level. The, the prophets knew about the Messiah coming. In Israel itself, in Judah, they all was looking for the, the son of consolation to come. They were looking for the Messiah. But they were looking for a Messiah that would deliver them politically and physically from the Roman grip. They weren't looking for the suffering servant. But see, today, you see, the apostles knew, even Christ said, he even spoke of Moses. You see, they knew that this one was coming. There's a little bit of light that's shed to them, and so they prophesy. Now, see, the big mystery here is in verse 6. This is the re revelation. This is what the grace of God was about. This is the mystery. But remember, it went to the Jews first. So this was the mystery for the Jews too. The real shocker, even with Peter and the boys, who were all Jews, was that the Gentiles would be included, and that's what Paul was going to bring. He, it was his duty Verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partaker of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now you see, this is where we're all screwed up in America because we have Black Lives Matter. If you think any color of skin is going to redeem you, you are sadly mistaken. The skin is part of the flesh. The flesh is the fallen nature. Your body is the fallen nature. <clears throat> and in the next kingdom,
you're not going to be in this flesh. You're going to be in your new bodies. You're redeemed not by the skin of Christ, but by the blood of Christ and his shedding of the blood, becoming the perfect lamb of God, as in the Passover lamb. See, the problem in America and the world, excuse me, is that three-letter word, sin. And then, of course, you have the little six-letter word, G-O-S-P-E-L, gospel. Then a longer word, redemption. Then a phrase, blood of the covenant. This is entailed in the mystery of Christ and what he's done. Paul says, Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Paul, as an apostle, was given anointing and he could walk in the power, just like Peter and the boys did. There was miracles and signs and wonders that followed them. And they knew the voice of the Lord. And he says, unto me who am less than least of all the saints, less than least is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus to the intent that now under the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose excuse me which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. You know, there's a lot of this that you get in the Old Testament. They didn't know the principalities and powers. Remember when Elijah had his, I forgot exactly, I think it was his, uh, one of the ones that was with him. I don't know if it was the one who would write for him and kind of be there at his side. There was Elisha that was taken over for him too, but at any rate, He prayed to the Lord that he would open his eyes so he could see that they weren't alone. And in the heavens were all these whole horizon full of chariots of God with angels. See, many times we think we're alone. You know, as as scripture tells us, we don't war after the flesh, but after the spirit. And that's true. And that's why we need to understand the power of prayer. And of course, 
within this, you have responsibilities. In order to tap into the power of God, you've got to be found in him. You know, people around the world are looking for God all over the place. You know, you go into some of the tribal areas in Pakistan, very dangerous. And a lot of them have a lot of gods. Out, just about every tree, rock, or something has has God form to it. We have a lot of people with a lot of ways, but there's only one way. And see, as believers in these end of days in the church, especially in America, we need to wake up. Yeah, we can fight what is happening politically, and we can make inroads there. But you need to be praying in those churches and fasting in those churches. And you need to be getting back to preaching the gospel. You have generations of lost kids on these streets that are running around, totally lost, playing Marxism. Or they're following some of them. That are Islamic. Jihadists. We've got them. And why wouldn't we? We have a lot of Muslims here. And the numbers are there. In every country that you find Islam, you'll find the jihadists. That's the way it is. And Muhammad made sure that he taught them that pillaging and raping and killing the enemy, the unbeliever, is okay and that you can go to heaven. So there's a lot of these young men, that's exactly what they want to do. Because if they die, they get to go to heaven. Folks, there is a way to heaven. And it's through Christ. And that's the gospel. And we need to understand what we're doing. We've been talking about the secrets of God. This is the mystery. It's amazing when we look at it. And we get into the mystery of his will. And we don't know all his will. We don't know it at all. We know what his revealed will is, and that's found in the Word of God. Nevertheless, in this country, we need to get busy 
and we need to stand up. Because you got people like in California, Gavin Newsom. In one respect, he, he allows Black Lives Matter and all the riots to continue and the protests. And he tells the church and everybody else in California, they got to stay inside. They got to wear masks. They can't go to the church. They can't sing. They can't pray. Well, I got news for you, Governor. That's a little out of your preview. You can forbid Christians from worshiping and praying all you want, but you know something? You can go jump in the frickin' lake. Because that is none of your business. See, China thinks the same thing. So does North Korea. And even as Christ said, if they do not praise me, the very rocks will praise me. It's out of your preview, buddy. And you're going to lose this one because people are going to praise, they are going to pray, and they're going to talk to one another. And you can persecute them. You can act like some big stud up there in your mansion. But I hope to God that a lot of this is just something sincere you want to do. But see, your sincerity is blown out of the water by the fact that you allow BLM to run all over the place. If you're going to have a policy, let it apply to everybody. Otherwise, shut up. See, and and the point here, folks, is that the world is not fair. They're not fair in China. They're not. It's not fair in North Korea. It's not fair in Iran. It's not fair in Nigeria. It's not fair with the Fulani, especially in New, uh, Nigeria, who have not been under controlled by the Fulani president, Buhari, because the Fulani are responsible for hundreds and hundreds of deaths of Christians there. It's not fair in Pakistan. It's not fair in India. All of, all of these places where Christians are constantly persecuted, they've been persecuted. They have been put in prison. They have been killed. They have had their families destroyed. They've had their homes destroyed, their churches destroyed. And you sit here in America or in the West, and you have been spoiled, you have been fed, you have been safe. And now look at your homes now. Look at what's happened in, in America. Look where we're at today. We are divided and spiteful and hateful. And the things that I have seen and, and research and what I do, murders like you wouldn't believe. People that don't care what they do to other people. Vile, despicable, absolutely the worst, horrible, evil, wicked things are done by these young people. And there's one reason. You know, one of the biggest videos that I looked at was a guy that watched his, it's a black family, and he watched his young, his son, probably about eight or nine, play, play baseball. And it was his birthday, and when he got back to the car, he gave his son a present, told him to open it up, and he was videotaping it, and all of a sudden he looked at the bat, his dad got him the very bat he wanted, and he started crying. And all the dad could do is say, don't cry because I'll cry with you. And he says, I love you. Now, you see, one of the things that I purposed to do with my family, I told him I loved him all the time. Now, when you go to my grandsons and my great-grandchildren throughout the entire family, it's not unusual to see us hugging and saying we love one another. My friends love 
And a lot of these kids have not been loved. You're losing, you have lost generations of young people. They don't need Soros pumping money into some screwball organization who passes money off to their leaders <coughs> so these leaders can be big men and lead them to destroy America, Antifa and BLM. The young kids, many of them don't have a mother or a father, have been in trouble with the law. They have no love, so they can't show any love. You're losing these people, folks. Get back to the gospel. Get in the presence of God. Because these kids need someone to tell them. You don't have to be that way. And it's, it's, it's horrible, the things that are now being revealed. Things that people are doing, because they think it's okay, because the Democrats, every time they get caught, they let them loose. you got to hold people accountable. And when you don't do it, you become lawless, and you are fulfilling the lawlessness, the mystery of iniquity that Paul had prophesied in Second Thessalonians 2. I'm glad you're happy that you are in Scripture now. Father, thank you for this word. Bless all those that hear it in Jesus' name. Don't forget to go to our websites, warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Have a good weekend, folks. Another weekend. We're heading on towards August. Of course, the big election in November is coming up. We'll see how this all works out because we've got a mess now. I don't know exactly how anybody's going to vote, let alone vote without someone cheating. Folks, I hate to tell you this, but if you're depending on America to be free and never have problems, you're depending on the wrong thing. If you want to deliver this country from what's trying to destroy it, we need revival, we need repentance, we need the church to stand up, we need the pastors, we need the people. And patriots, if you want to save your country, you'd better do something as well. If the Democrats aren't going to do something, somebody needs to. You need to pray for your president, you need to stop being divided, shut your fat mouth, start being united. It doesn't matter because when when these people get done, it won't matter that you hated Trump because you're going to hate something worse. That is the new thing that they put in. May God grant you wisdom to understand what you face because you're a little comfortable living and if you've got a lot of money, that money isn't going to save you. Read James 5. It's time to wake up. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.